it good to be in the house of the Lord? Thank God for his mercy to us tonight. Let's turn to Psalm 50, verse 14. How y'all doing? Making the devil mad? Fighting the devil and winning? That's what we want to hear. I want to speak to you tonight for just a little bit on Thanksgiving. So don't get in your mind that it's turkey and dressing and sweet potatoes and stuff like that. It's the Thanksgiving that we ought to do every day. So it's not just on Thanksgiving Day. Psalms 50, verse 14. Offer unto God Thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Offer unto God Thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Psalm 69, 30. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Oh my goodness, you mean we as mortals can magnify. Y'all know what a magnifying glass is? So every kidney stone I've ever passed. Those that I have retrieved, I've got them in a glass jar. And I've got a magnifying glass in the drawer at the house, and I take that little devil and look at it. A couple of years ago at Happy Valley on Sunday morning, I was preaching, and you all didn't know it, but I was passing a kidney stone. Whenever I got home, I passed it about an hour or so after church. I laid that little devil down on a piece of paper and it had horns turned in like this. I was just glad they wasn't like this. So what do we think whenever we think magnify? So we look at something and what does a magnifying glass do? Makes it bigger. So you mean that David felt like that he said, I will praise the name of God with a song. Praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. How can we make God bigger? Well, you know it's not talking about making the person of God bigger, but thanksgiving makes him bigger for all the problems that you're facing in life. And it makes him bigger and greater and more powerful for what you and I are dealing with. I mean, let it be remembered tonight as we pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We're so grateful, Lord, that we could be gathered together tonight. Again, Father, we want to say it over and over to you. We are so thankful for what you've done for us. I pray you'd forgive us, Lord. I fear that we're not thankful enough and grateful enough for all that you've done. As we look around and we see the darkness as it's pressing against the age that we live, we can see and hear and know, Lord, that the world is anointed with a pre-tribulation anointing. We can see, dear God, signs of the tribulation period, the opening of the sixth seal. Dear God, I pray you would hide every person here tonight in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Keep us, Lord Jesus. 
Speak to us from your word tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask it. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. You know, Thanksgiving is an awesome thing. It's a wonderful thing for us as the people of God to be able to give thanks. I've got so much to be thankful for. Now, I've had quite a year in this last year of my life. As a matter of fact, the last two have been the worst year I've ever lived. I'm 67 years old, and I've had the worst two years of my existence. But I'm so thankful. Because according to Brother Louis Blevins, according to the option, it's definitely better. So when you look at all that we go through and all that we deal with as Christians, as children of God, then we wonder, what does it leave us to be thankful for? Unless there's a key about thanksgiving that sometimes we don't see. Now, thanksgiving is an awesome thing. And I read it today as I was looking and yesterday, looking through all the quotes and the scriptures every, every time the scripture said thanksgiving and also every time the prophet said it. Brother Ram said it over and over again that people would uh, get together and they'd have their Thanksgiving uh, meal. And he said many of them would never even thank God for what God did for them and for the meal that God had provided. And then he would say, because in those days, they actually had church on Thanksgiving Day. I realize if we did that in this day, it'd be the pastor and his wife and the wasp and the flies that we've been dealing with. Other than that, I'm not sure if there'd be anybody else or not. But in those days, people went to church on Thanksgiving Day. I know this is going to blow you away, but actually Brother Branham had church on Christmas Day and people came to church on Christmas Day. Now I realize we're living in the last day and our values, of course, have changed. <laughs> you do good to get people to church two days before Christmas, much less on Christmas Day. <clears throat> but anyway, it's supposed to be about Jesus, right? Coming to the earth and we're celebrating his birthday. If you believe that, I've got a piece of ground I'd like to sell you lakeside property on the Sahara Desert. It ain't a bit more about Jesus than the man in the moon. But, you know, it comes the same way with Thanksgiving. And it's a real shame that the people of the earth today are in the attitude that they're in, that they're not grateful enough, thankful enough. But what's even worse than that to me is the bride of Christ as his wife that we're not thankful enough either. Now, I'm not just talking about Thanksgiving Day and your turkey and your chicken and whatever more that you're going to have. But I'm talking about Thanksgiving, that nobody on all the earth can be as thankful as we, as the people of God, are. Because we've got so much to be thankful for. In spite of all that we've been through, in spite of all that we went through. How many's had a lot of disappointments this year? It won't be but just a few more weeks. 23 will be closing. If the Lord tears, we'll be going into 24. My goodness, if I would have looked at the beginning of 22 and would have known what 23 was going to produce for me, I'd have probably been so sad and so weary. I'd have probably said, Lord, I just don't know if I can stand it or not. But in spite of everything that I've gone through, I've got more to be thankful for than I've got to be sad for. Anybody else here feel the same way tonight? 
Now notice in Psalms 95 too. Now remember David was, as we called him, the great psalmist. And David had a great insight about singing. He was a true musician. But he was also a prophetic one that had special insight about music and songs. As a matter of fact, he says things about songs that are almost astounding. Songs that the way people would look at it today, it would just blow you away as we say. Psalms 95, 2, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Now, you know, some people, they can't really sing that well, but they've still got a right to be able to just go ahead and make a joyful noise. So he didn't say skillful. He didn't say you had to even be on pitch. But you can still make a joyful noise with all your heart. Well, I'm glad he said that because that let me in. Notice, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Now notice what's first. The joyful noise is not first. The divine approach into his courts and into his gates is not actually with your desires or your requests. That's not the way we come to him. We come to him with thanksgiving. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Notice again the divine protocol of God. It's not, now Lord, I need this and Lord, I need that and Lord, I need that. And oh yeah, Lord, thank you. No, thanksgiving is actually first. Why? Because if we come with a proper attitude about thanksgiving, it absolutely anoints our face because you go to thanking him for what he's already done and it helps you believe if he's already took care of you, he's gonna take care of what you got need in your petition now. There's something about thanksgiving. You know, I realize in the age that we live in that people aren't thankful enough, just human beings aren't, but people have their hands out. I want, I need, I want, I need. Instead of saying, I want to thank you for what you've done. I want to thank you for this. I want to thank you for that. It's I need, I want, I need. And if we're not careful, that old lay of the sea and spirit will rub off on us and we take that same attitude toward God. God, I need my light bill. God, I need my gas bill. God, I need my insurance. God, I need that. That's the exact opposite of the way we ought to come to God. We ought to come to God, Lord, I want to thank you for peace. I want to thank you for salvation. I want to thank you for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want to thank you for the message of the hour. I want to thank you for my church. I want to thank you for the prophet of God. I want to thank you for my trials. I want to thank you for my tests. If you get that far without being in the Holy Ghost, I don't know about about you. But you know what that does? It'll really begin to stir you and it gets you ready to lay your petitions before him with anointed faith. Enter into his gates. Now notice the two dimensions by which we pass into. Enter into his gates, out of court. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts, plural. 
So we enter as we start into his presence and we walk before the brazen laver. Remember the brazen laver was there meant for the priest to be able to wash their hands and their feet thereat lest God would kill them. Now remember, they were already anointed by the prophet of God whenever they come into the original presence of God. But they walked out here on the world, they live in the world, so they would come in and they would take their foot and they would kick that little lever on the bottom of it and they were to wash their hands and their feet. Their hands were their doings, their feet were their goings. So they needed their doings and their goings washed and re-sanctified every time they come into the presence of God, lest they die. Now, if they bypassed that and went into the presence of God, they'd drop dead because it was God's order of protocol. So they would come into that, then it gave them faith and confidence. All right, now I can go into the second court. I can also go into the high place, the high order of God, because they'd ordered God outside. Now notice David here used to this, and yet he does not say the laver. David used to the way the priests would do, but it's as if though David was catching it in a twofold way that he knew it was more than for the present time. But there would come a time on the earth when there would be a class of people after the cross that would no longer have to wash their hands and their feet with no physical water. But they would be able to come in the presence of God and they would come through the power of their own mouths, through the power of their own sacrifice from their lips, not all my, not with water, not with chemistry of a blood, but with thanksgiving. And the thanksgiving would season them. Now you remember in the Levitical order that there was a sacrifice of atonement. There was a sacrifice of a trespass offering. And there was also one called a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Now this one was totally different than any other sacrifice that they would bring to God. This was not for sin, that was not for atonement, but it was something special that they just wanted to give to God of thanksgiving. So there wasn't asking for anything, but yet there was a divine protocol. And if they wanted it to be accepted, and of course they did, then they must come this particular way. Oh, we think, my, it's so good to praise the Lord. And when people are feeling it and the influences all around, oh, how wonderful it is. I want to be able to praise him when it's a sacrifice. How many wants to praise him when you don't even really feel like praising him? Notice Psalms 107 verse 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Now remember, this is not Yom Kippur. This is not on the day of atonement when they're gonna go in and the priest is gonna offer blood. This has nothing to do with sin. But this is a sacrifice of thanksgiving. I wonder how many of us understand that when we don't even feel like it, that's when it is a time of sacrifice. That we come to God, Lord, I'm so weary. God, I'm so sick. I'm physical, you know, sick. I'm dealing with things. Oh, Lord, I'm under this burden. Oh, God. And the Lord says, come on, honey. Come on, child. Go ahead. Go ahead and lay it out to me. Tell me what you want to do. Tell me what you, oh, Lord. 
Lord. I want to bless your name. I remember when I was lost, Lord. I remember that you got a hold of me and you saved me. I remember, Lord, that I was blind to the end time message and you opened my eyes. Don't you understand what you're doing? You're taking by this divine presence of God and you're laying before the great altar of God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. When is it a sacrifice? When you really don't feel like doing it. When you feel like complaining and you feel like grumbling, the Lord knows we all do that enough, don't we? But when you really, your own natural human makeup, well, I really ain't got much to thank him for. Let me tell you something. If you had to walk to church, you still got something to thank him for. If you ain't got enough food to buy you a McDonald's hamburger after church is over, you still got the world to thank him for. We have got so much to thank him for if we started right now and done it 24 hours from now on to the rapture, we'd never be able to thank him enough. I think we all from this night forward say God I am so sorry I am so sorry that I have not praised you I need to begin my day with praise I need to begin if the Muslims can pray three times a day and if you've ever been out and you've seen them Carol and I was down in Knoxville a few years ago and we was at Sam's Club right there off of Interstate 75. And I watched these guys and they opened their trunk and they dragged these rugs out. You know, and I'm thinking, oh my Lord, what in the world's going on here? And they, they drag out their rugs and they get down and they go to praying and they pray three times a day, sometimes five times a day. And I thought if a Muslim can be able to do that and be able to do all that sort of thing, what about us as the people of God? And them poor guys, they don't, they're not even going to accept the blood of the Lord Jesus. Every bit of that, that they're doing is totally in vain. Come on now. I said it's totally in vain and we're serving a living God, a resurrected Savior, a mighty God, a healer, a deliverer, and he can't hardly get no praise out of us at all. The poor old song leaders has got a promise and pompous and promise. Y'all have heard me tell it over and over again, but I'm gonna tell you again tonight. When I was a boy, we was raised poor and we lived in an old house. Oh my, it was awful. And we didn't have no running water in the house, but we had a sucker pump, they'd call it. How many knows what that is, some of y'all? How old are you? So you got this old pump and it's got an arm on it like that and you have to prime it. So you pour water down the mouth and then you start priming it. Well, it's got a big old long thing that runs down to the bottom and we had a cistern and you stand there and pump that thing. Come on, pump, pump, pump. That's the way the song leader has to do. How many loves the Lord? People sitting there. How many come to have church? People sitting there. Well, glory to God, he wants to go to hell. People sat there, no matter what you say, they just sat there. So they just sat there and looked at you and somebody said, amen. I miss Sister Clark sometimes. Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Oh, my, you go to pumping and pumping and pumping and finally get that water out. I'll tell you one thing, God's done enough for every one of us. You ought to come in pumped up. You ought to come in just from what God is. Donnie, you don't know what I've been through. No, and you don't know what I've been through either. But I know one thing, I'd hate to think what I'd be through without the mercy of God. So I've still got, oh, my, so much to thank him for. I don't want no rock crying out for me. I don't want the heavens my being shut. I want my voice to ring not only in eternity but down through time the praises of Almighty God. Amen. 
Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Wow. So you mean you're declaring his works when you rejoice. Psalms 116, 17. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. How many will offer to God the sacrifice of thanksgiving? I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. The devil says you're too tired. You don't feel like it. Well, I may not feel like it when I start, but I may feel a lot better after all for the sacrifice. So what are you doing? You're bringing the sacrifice of thanksgiving. You honestly think Jesus felt like dying for you. You honestly think he felt like being turned into sin. You really think he was just feeling it all over him. He, just, he was just covered over the anointing. The anointing left him in the Garden of Gethsemane. He died a sinner. Because he felt it, because you needed it. Well, just as you needed him, listen carefully, he needs you. He wants to hear your praise. He wants to hear your thanksgiving. Praise be to God. Notice Psalms, again, 116, 17, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Psalms 147, 7, sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. So now we can do it with our mouths just by testifying, but we can also sing with thanksgiving. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Now be careful here, David, be careful. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. Sing praise on the harp. So you mean a person who's anointed by the Spirit of God can take a musical instrument Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. Can take a musical instrument and sing praise unto God? Don't you understand what the world does out here? They take their guitars, they take their instruments and they get an honor of the devil and they sing about lust and adultery and lying and all the sin of the world and they're using their talent for the devil to create that type of stuff. I thank God for our Holy Ghost filled musicians, don't you? How that they can give their talent to God and they can actually take their instrument and give thanksgiving unto God. You ever notice how when the music starts and you got your mind here and there and there and these brothers can get into the channel of the Spirit of God and it just kind of helps soothe you, get you in that atmosphere, what are they doing? It's a prelude to your thanksgiving. They are offering thanksgiving to God on the organ, on the guitars, on the drums, whatever more. There shouldn't be a musician sit down up here just to do it by pure talent alone. It shouldn't just be to impress you on how well they can play an instrument. But when they put their hands on them keys, it should be, Lord God, anoint me to praise you tonight. Anoint me to give a song of thanksgiving. 
Oh, you're signing a musician. Yeah, but the prophet said you had 10 strings. Here you go. You got five strings on this hand, five strings on that hand. Put them together, you got 10 strings. So you can give thanksgiving unto the Lord. Oh my. Notice Psalms again. David says, sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise. Sing praise. How can you sing praise on a musical instrument? Sing praise unto, oh my, upon the harp unto our God. Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 46. For in the days of David and Asaph of old, there were chief of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving unto God. Songs of praise and thanksgiving unto God. Now, I know you all know that David was a Pentecostal. And I realize it was pre-Pentecost, but David was a Pentecostal. And all I can say is, it's a good thing he lived in the Old Testament, not in the New, because in the New, he'd have tore up every church he went to. Because that man loved to sing about God. That man loved to worship, and it ain't no wonder. Notice how many times, oh, he mentions it over and over again. Thanks, Thanksgiving. He learned a key was God, that whenever he was so weary and so down and out, he didn't wait till one time of the year. Remember, David never celebrated tur- turkey and dressing for Thanksgiving, but David broke into a Thanksgiving that was before the turkey was ever thought of, eating on November the 25th, because David had found out there's something about loving God and praising God and taking them hands. I know, friends, I know the people of the world abuse it, but that don't change it. Music was ours, first of all. Dancing was ours, first of all. It was exactly right. The devil was the one. Songs begun in heaven. They did not begin in a honky-tonk. Dancing did not begin in a honky-tonk, but the Bible tells us the sons of God shouted for joy before the foundation of the world. The dance, the original dance belongs to the sons and daughters of God. The original music belongs. I wish somebody would preach to me tonight. I'll tell you one thing. I think it's, we get sick and tired of the devil trying to steal our joy, steal our peace, steal our happiness, steal our praise, steal our song. Still, our thanksgiving to God. Now, let's move deep, okay? This will probably be the deepest part of the sermon tonight. Let us move deep. The mouth comes open and the prophet falls in. Then the fish has got his belly full. And like your little fish does, he went down to the bottom. There he rested his swimmers. The prophet's name, of course, as you know, was Jonah. Jonah 2.9. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of of thanksgiving. Now, is he thanking God for the whale vomit? The prophet said, everywhere Jonah looked, it was whale's belly. Had seaweed wrapped around his neck, wallowing in whale vomit. Don't sound very pleasant, does it? 
But yet Jonah somehow broke into a sphere Brother Darrell with God that he realized there's a way out of here. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Now you can feel sorry for yourself and sit down and just moan and groan. I'll tell you one thing, it beats all I've ever seen in my life. I'm a prophet of God. How in the world do I want to feel? I'll make one mistake. I make one mistake and he creates this big fish with the mouth opening up. There's not another whale like this in the whole world. There ain't never been another one like it. There ain't never been another whale that had a big enough opening to be able to swallow a man. Jonah could have took every bit of that and said, beats all I ever seen. I mess up one time. I serve him with all of my heart. I give him all of my strength and I mess up one time. And look what he does to me. He punishes me. He goes to the trouble to make a special fish. There ain't never been a fish like this before and no doubt never will be another one like it. No, but it's my luck. It's my luck. And it just happened to be that fish was right under the bottom and when they throwed me out, he just went, my luck. But he said, no, I ain't going that way. I ain't going that way. I'm gonna have a voice of thanksgiving. Praise be to God. Oh, he remembered what Solomon said when he dedicated the temple and he tried to find east. Now, how in the world are you gonna do that? You think he had a compass in his back pocket? But he had a direction somehow because you had to pray toward the temple. How are you gonna know which way is the east? How are you gonna know where the temple is? But he found something to praise him for. Oh, you say, Brother Donnie, after what's happened to you, your baby girl been taken away, you mean you've got something to thank him for? I sure do. She was a daughter of God. She was filled with the Holy Ghost. She loved the Lord. Her suffering is over. She's there waiting for all of us tonight. I've got so much to be grateful for tonight. How many wants to say, Lord, help me to be more grateful? Oh, he said, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice, not of resentment, but of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, if this old boy ever needed salvation, he needed her now. So he ain't talking about gloom. He ain't all, you know, groaning about this and that and the other. He said, Lord, I need saving. And you're the only one that can save me. You're the one who has the power. I'm worshiping you. I'm praising you. I'm thanking you for my deliverance. Or he could have spent the rest of the time belly aching and grumbling down there. But he said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say I love you. I'm not going to say I praise you and have a voice of resentment behind it. But I'm going to tune my voice that is gonna match the harmony of my soul and I'm gonna give you with the voice of thanksgiving. Oh my goodness, but this is wrong and that's wrong and this is bad. Yeah, but if you look around, you've got so much to be thankful for. We're living by the grace of God. Amen, in the greatest age that has ever been. We are closer than any age has ever been to the rapture. There has never been a generation that is any closer than we are. We've got so much to be thankful for. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing. 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. So before your requests are made known, here's the protocol, thanksgiving. You see, the Lord Jesus actually obeyed this right here before Paul ever said it. I thank thee, Father, that thou always hears me. Praise God. If the devil can convince you, God don't hear your prayer. You prayed about this and you prayed about that. God didn't hear you. Just because he didn't answer it the way you thought he should does not mean he didn't hear you. I thank you, Father, that you always hear me. Come on, saints. Oh, Brother Donnie, I prayed for this and I prayed for that and it didn't happen. I don't know if the Lord hears me or not. And you're gonna approach God that way? You're gonna approach God with that attitude. The Lord, I'm gonna pray, but I'm not sure that you hear me. Don't even go that way. Go that way before God, Lord. According to your word, you hear the prayers of your children. Jeremiah said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, that they are good and not evil. Brother Donnie, how can you say that with everything that's going on in the world? Because I know my God, my God, not the devil, not democracy, not politicians, but my God and your God is the one who holds our destiny in his hands. And in case you're wondering about the way I feel and where I'm standing, let me just reassure you and hell, Satan did not take my daughter. He couldn't. He don't own our lives. If God hadn't willed it, there wasn't enough devils in hell to have ever took her. Come on, saints, so sit there and look at me. It's exactly right. That's why I can stand here tonight as your pastor and say, I thank God for his mercy to every one of us. The devil wanted her face, but he couldn't have it because she's faithful right down to the end. He wanted to affect mine, but he ain't got it. He wanted to affect yours, but he ain't got it. He wanted to affect others, hallelujah, but he ain't gonna get it. Hallelujah to God, the devil is the loser. And we can say, thank God for mercy. Thank God for strength. Thank God for keeping us. Colossians 2.7. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same. So continue in prayer and watch in the same in prayer with thanksgiving. You understand what thanksgiving does? It waters the beast. I'm going to let you ponder over it and I'm going to read it to you. Thanksgiving waters the beast, the power that you're riding on. Watch this. The prophet said this beast was being watered. Talking about the camel now. They come to get Rebecca. Rebecca watering the same beast that she rode on, that taken her away from her place here to her new home. Hallelujah to God is a type of the church today 
watering and blessing the same Holy Spirit. Watering and blessing. Oh, children, can you imagine? But we've got this one-sided. It's like, oh, Holy Spirit, bless me. Bless me, Holy Spirit. Well, if we could hear him talk about it, say, hey, bless me. Bless me, Karen. Bless me, Justin. Bless me, John. Bless me. Lord, what can I do for you? Bless me. Magnify my name. In the middle of your trials, tell me how great I am. Let the devil know you ain't bowing, you ain't compromising, you are not afraid of the devil's lies, but you're saying how great is our God. How great is our God. How wonderful is our God. Hallelujah. He's a miracle worker. He's a healer. He's El Shaddai. I wish somebody would preach with me tonight. Let's just go ahead and have church. Why don't you just enter in? the supernatural power of God can anoint us with thanksgiving when our flesh says, you gotta be kidding me. It's a type of the church today, watering and blessing the same Holy Spirit that's gonna lift it up and take it to its new home. The church that's praising and blessing and watering with thanksgiving to the Holy Ghost who has brought the word to you. I love this next sentence here. The camel packed the messenger. Now I want you to listen. Rebecca actually rode back home the same camel Eliezer rode to get her. I have read that quote for decades of my life. And as I was sitting back around the office before I come out a while ago, it hit me like a 10-ton truck. I thought, where have you been, Donnie Lee Reagan? Where have you been? <laughs> Woo! The camel packed the messenger Eliezer the true messenger who looked for a sign to the woman that he was going to take. It was God's choice because he's gonna watch for the supernatural. And what did she do? She got on the same camel that Eliezer rode down. Oh, that's why folks can't believe this message. They're not under the same Holy Ghost. They're not under the same thing. The same spirit of God, Brother Dale, that visited the earth. The same pillar of fire that come down to vindicate a prophet of God is the same pillar of fire that's going to take a bride out of this world in a body change. Oh, we ought to be so thankful. The same Holy Ghost he had, we got. The same spirit of God that lived in Elijah lives in us. Praise be to God. You imagine her going down there and watering that, that camel, my. And he said, right there and let her do it. Said, right there and let her do it. Why? There's something she needs to do. Water it, girl. Water it. Go ahead, girl. Water it. He didn't even tell her then. That same beast you're watering is fixing to pack you to your new fortune. Hallelujah. Watch this. What? Me? Stinking camel. 
I don't want to do that thing. Well, that ain't mine. I'm sent down here to take care of my daddy's stuff, my father's stuff, my, me, mine. No, she wasn't a lay of the sea and she's bride. So she said, what can I do, sir? What can I do? Uh, you, you need a place to stay. Is there anything I can do? So she goes to getting water and here was another. I mean, them camels can drink gallons upon gallons upon gallons. And notice she just probably kept looking at that one. He had them eyes and big long eyelashes, you know, the camels has got. And every time she'd just get around him, she just gravitated toward that one camel. And he'd just take them eyes and just kind of batting at her. And she said, oh, he's so, oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. Little did she know he's fixing to pack her all the way back. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm so glad tonight that the prophet didn't have one Holy Ghost. And well, we're all waiting until Brother Random raises from the dead and he comes back and then we're gonna have a tent revival and then this and that and here. You can wait for that if you want to. That ain't what the real bride's waiting for. The real bride knows she's gotta have the same Holy Ghost. I ain't waiting for no tent. I ain't looking for Brother Random to come back. I'm looking for Jesus myself. I ain't looking for this man or that man. Oh, glory to God, I believe the resurrection is right upon us, friend. We've got to be riding the power and giving praise to the same Holy Ghost. So let me ask you then, when you come to church and the Holy Ghost is moving in the congregation and you're just kind of sitting there like this and the Holy Ghost says, you want to ride back home or not? I don't know. Uh, Brother Donnie, for all things, he's Pentecostal. You can tell he just died in the wall. Him and Brother Darrell, too. I just hope that they finally get out of this stuff. When I'm 90, I'll still be shouting. It ain't cause I come from Pentecost. It's cause I come from God. You reckon we're gonna sit around in heaven and all of us turn into being nodders? We walk down streets of gold. We're just sitting along the side of the avenues, you know. I love what Brother Matt said here Sunday. What if Hattie Wright would have nodded? She didn't get her promise because she nodded, but because she said the right thing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When you're in the midst of your trial, when you're in the midst of your battle, do you know what to say? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your deliverance. Oh, I've got so much to thank you for. You're looking for some theology? You're looking for some deep something? Oh, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Let everything that hath breath praise you, the Lord. A little robin praises him. The little cardinals praise him. The little animals praise him. If they can, what about us? Oh, my. If you can receive God's word in your heart and water with the praises and thanks to God for giving it to you, it'll grow into a tree of whatever the seed represents, healing, salvation, whatever it's for. That tree will blossom. 
So it actually grows from your watering it of praises and thanksgiving. He goes on down in this quote later and he says, God gave Abraham a promise as we've been studying. And Abraham let that seed get into his heart, the promise. And he kept watering it with praise and thanksgiving to God. So praise and thanksgiving. I told the Lord yesterday when I was having a pretty rough day and a lot of tears come out of these eyes and I told him, Father, you knew when you took Erica all the pain it was going to cause us, all the sadness of missing her. But we're looking to you to have strength. Then I realized I've got so much to thank you for. And I took care of it. I said, even though it's breaking our hearts, I said, can you imagine though? We, as Paul said, we sorrow not as others who have no hope. Am I, you're talking about tough to lose a, a daughter or a son and you have no hope that you're ever going to see him again. We've got so much to thank him for. But it all depends upon how we look at it. If we look at it with the negative part, does it hurt you, Brother Donnie? Yes, and I told Brother Donnie a while ago, how I thank God for his help during such times as we've just been through. And I not only thank God for his mercy, but I thank God for his people. I don't know about you, but there's many, many times I need a God that's got skin on him. I've got cards on my desk today, got more in the mailbox today, got more on WhatsApp, got more on email of the people of God around this world expressing condolences and prayers. How I thank God for his presence. Oh, how I love it. But how I thank God for his people that can be able to pick up a pen and say, we're praying. We we were thinking about you all. Oh, you know what I'm saying, don't you? We've all been there when we've needed people. And I have got so many much to thank him for tonight. Let me just tell you a little bit. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was baptized in titles, but now I bear his name. I was a blind Laodicean, but I'm sitting here in the evening light in the end time. Oh my, I've got friends all over the world. I've got praise be to God. I have got countless of friends all over this world. I thank God for every one of them. I've got enemies, yeah, I've got blessings and I've got trials and I thank God for every trial that he in his wisdom allows to come to pass because he don't treat me like a baby. He knows he can try me and when the trial is over, I'll still be saying praise be to God. The Lord give and the Lord took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So Abraham kept watering it with praises and thanksgiving to God for the child and waited 25 years, but the tree come forth just the same because he watered it with faith. So let's journey backwards now 
to a Thanksgiving Day, November the 25th, 1965. It's a Thanksgiving sermon at Jack Moore's church. The prophet says it this way, the pilgrim fathers were very thankful for their newfound way of life. Being separated from the old English denominations and creed, they could marry to the new anointed word for their age. That's right, the new anointed word of their age for their day. So we can be thankful as pilgrims like Abraham. So you see, we're looking beyond a turkey that we caught out somewhere and shot it and sat down with a bunch of Indians and you know, this and that and the other, still in debate whether they've even done it quite like that or not. That may be debated, but this is not debatable. Amen. When our fathers came here years and years ago, all mine, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. You know it? And then, of course, they come in 1609 and, and they kept advancing and advancing and how they came here and they was able to find a new religion as it was a freedom that they could not have under the king of England. I know England still got a chip on their shoulder because of that, but God anointed in this last day for the message of the hour to spring forth from this continent right here, like it or lump it, England, it's the way that it is. Amen. God didn't send his prophet from London. He sent him from Burksville, Kentucky. Now, I'm not just rooting for him because I'm a Kentuckian. <laughs> Notice this. And what was God doing? Sending them a new anointed word. So can we be thankful as pilgrims like Abraham separated ourselves from the things of the world. All of our associates, Abraham was a pilgrim and God has separated us. Listen from what? From all the dead religions. I speak across the nation now, all the dead creeds, and to what? Separated us and opened to us a new land. Oh, it just makes you feel so sorry for people that don't see the message of the hour, and it makes you feel so sorry for those that are around it that don't see it. To me, they're the most pitiful. They're around it, and yet they do not see what the message really is. The message is a new land. Like the Pilgrim Fathers when they landed here and they found this great nation. Thank God they did. We wouldn't be here if it was not for them. And they found a new land. So did we by the grace of God. When we come to the message of the hour, it was like a new land. And we come across the seas and across the great difficulty and we landed there on Plymouth Rock except we landed on Revelation Rock. Amen. Upon this rock I will build my church. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my. A new land, a new message for this day. Pentecost dried up and died. And the church said, this is why I don't want to take you back to this Pentecost because it dried up and died. We want to go further back to 1906. We want to go to 33 AD. Come on now. Pentecost dried up and died like Luther, Wesley, and the rest of them. It's no more than a bunch of churches pulled together. Good people in there yet has to got to come out. You see, good people that y'all keep talking about, good people here, good people there, good people somewhere else. If they're good people, they'll come out. Uh-huh. You're standing complete, justified. Now listen, just like you never did it 
in the first place. Hallelujah. Talk about a thanksgiving. I feel real good. I'm more thankful for that than anything I know. You imagine now right before this, he said, Brother Branham, what's all this got to do with Thanksgiving? Here it is a quarter to nine. You ain't said nothing yet about Thanksgiving. He said, but to me, what a message for the occasion. What a message for the occasion. Talk about a Thanksgiving. I feel real good. I'm more thankful for that than anything I know of. Listen what you are. You are the pure, virtuous, sinless bride of the son of the living God. Every man and woman that's born of the spirit of God and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and believes every word of God stands as though you never sinned at the first place. You are perfect. The blood of Jesus Christ. Sinless, perfect. Now we ain't talking about human perfection now. Remember Brother Matt brought a tire on Sunday. I thought he did an absolutely beautiful job of that, did you? Phenomenal job. Sure, the battle is there. If you follow this flesh, if you let it be your guide, you'll suffer. But if you let your soul be your guide born again, you'll change this body one day. If you let this flesh lead you, it'll lead you the downward path. But if your soul will lead this flesh, one day your flesh will be so glad you did because I believe there's folks sitting in this building right here tonight that'll see the coming of the Lord. This old enemy right here that has persecuted you since you got born again, one day, all glory to God, this new land has introduced us to an evening light which will produce a rapturing faith. Listen, friend, we cannot have a rapturing faith by preaching the same Bible stories that has been preached for centuries under the same inspiration of the man age. It's got to be under the eagle anointing of the hour. And when I talk about eagle anointing, I ain't talking about an eagle sitting down, but this eagle was a flying eagle. If he's flying, he's got emotion. If he's flying, he's got movement. He's worshiping God. He's praising God. Hallelujah. You're going to a wedding in the sky. You think you ain't got nothing to thank him for, huh? And you're wearing the wedding band of predestinated, unmerited grace. A wedding band of grace unmerited on your own. God did it himself. He knew you before the foundation of the world. So he slipped the wedding band on you there. So before you could even say yes, when he said, will you marry me? Before you could even have a choice or say yes or no. He went ahead and slipped it on your finger then because he said, I know what you're going to choose. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, absolutely. Absolutely, I want to be married to you. Who wouldn't want to be married to you in their right mind? So I said, I'm going to just go ahead and put the ring on you right now. While you're a thought in my mind, I'll slide the wedding band of predestinated, unmerited grace on that thought. Amen. 
And when you come to the earth, your body being formed in your mother's body. Just a few days before you were born, a little angelic spirit come around your mama. So the midwife or you go to the hospital, whatever it is, and then you're... <gasps> and that little seed went in you. Oh, Lord, Brother Donnie, don't tell me you still believe that with all of my heart. Amen. With all of my heart. Oh, I know that got me in trouble 35 years ago, 36 years ago, whenever I first come here. But you know what? I still believe it. As a matter of fact, I believe it more now than I did 30-some years ago. If I didn't believe that, I'd be a miserable person tonight. You mean to tell me, Brother Donnie, you believe that seed of God was in you? Absolutely, with all of my heart, it was there. Because if it's not there, there is nothing to quicken. It took years for me to finally see it. When I crossed that Wolf Creek Dam down there in Kentucky, you've heard me tell it before. I was coming from over in Liberty, Kentucky, driving back up to where we lived. And the presence of God come in that room on Lake Cumberland, in that car where I was at. And it was so strong, I was afraid to drive anymore. And I pulled over on the side of the road. I pulled over there many times and showed Carol where it happened at, because I was by myself. And I heard his audible voice out of the back seat. My hair was standing on my, on my head. The hair was standing up on my arms. Did you feel like shouting? I was scared to death. I was terrified as I heard his voice say, there's more light for you to walk in. I chose you before the foundation of the world. I didn't even believe in that. But when I didn't, he did. <laughs> I didn't even believe in predestination. I didn't even believe in unmerited favor. I didn't even believe in all that, but he knew I would. He knew all I needed to do was just get married. I didn't even know. I didn't even realize. Like my uncle in Kentucky. My uncle Harold, he couldn't perform weddings because he wasn't bonded and wasn't licensed and all that. So me and Carol, I worked on Sunday morning at the Anchor Motel on Sunday morning. So I told her, I said, after I get off work, I'm going to come get you and we're going to go get married. So wouldn't you know it, of all days, I had to work late. So she waited for me. So we drove down to Clinton County. I lived in Wayne County. She lived in Clinton County. We went down to a Methodist church. If I ever showed you, Brother Darrell, that's that. I need to sometime. This guy could marry. So we went to his parsonage. Carol, myself, Carol's mama, and a cousin. And we went in there and got married in the parsonage. Brother Don, where'd y'all go? Pigeon Forge, Gallenberg. We went to church on Sunday night. Amen. Yeah, I know I'm weird to y'all. I know, I know. I mean, I told Kirk come to church and I said, you know what? We didn't have to last week, but we went to church five times. Wednesday night, the young people Thursday night, the young people Friday night, the young people Saturday night, and all of us young and old people together on Sunday, five times in one week, say, Lord, have mercy. that do me for a month. That shows you don't love him the way I do. When he saved me, he saved me to go to church. When he saved me, he saved me to praise him. He saved me to give him thanks. Come on, somebody. You mean he saved you to set you on a pew? I don't believe that. I don't believe he saved you to just take, take a spot. I believe he saved you to love him with all your heart. 
I sat down on that preacher's couch and I was in awe. Carol said, are you happy? And I said, yeah, but I just can't believe it. I mean, y'all know how old we were, right? I mean, I'd lived the majority of my life and I was an old man. 16. We turned 17 the next day. And I just, remember, Carol, I, I sat down on the couch and I just, and she thought I wasn't happy. I said, I, I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed. Because all I knew is when I met that little girl, it struck something down inside of me and it scared my mom and daddy's death. Donnie, Donnie, be careful now. You ain't never had a girlfriend before. You got, Lord have mercy, brother Donnie, you hadn't had a girlfriend? Who wanted to be a boy, a girlfriend, or a holy roller? My kids lied to me when I went to school because I went to the Holy Roller Church and I talked in tongues and I shouted. They went not hard, no girls want to be my girlfriend. <laughs> oh my. So he said, we're going to church? And we said, well, of course we're going to church. So that night at the end of the service, my Uncle Harold got up. God used him in speaking in tongues and interpretation. I was up on the platform, laid his hands on me. Thus saith the Lord, I called you, I chose you. I chose her to be your wife before the foundation of the world. My uncle didn't believe in that, but God did. I've got so much to thank him for. I said, I've got so much to thank him for. And after 50 years of marriage, oh my, I love her more than I did whenever we first got married. And she does too, because she just told me she did. Now, I'm uglier than I was then. I was bad ugly then. I'm way worse now. But I, as her eyes get dimmer and all that, she can't see me like she used to. So she just said, I love you so much. And I thank God, don't heal her eyes. Don't heal her eyes. Just leave them the way they are. I've got so much to be thankful for. I've got so many saints here that love me. I've got so many people here that pray for me and that love me and love one another. Look what God's given us. Ain't you been in here a year yet? We've got so much to thank him for. Look at the music positions with God. We've got so much. Look at our deacons. Look at our trustee. Look at our song leader. Look at the ministry that God has given us. Look at the brothers that God's given us. We've got so much to thank him for. My little girl, a month ago this week, was able to move beyond the curtain of time and move into her new home. One more by the grace of God that I preached into a theophany. Look, friend, God called me and ain't just standing up finding this text and, and mumbling some good words. The true men of God are anointed to preach us into that new land. And I miss her so much, I can hardly stand it. But I would not call her back to this world for anything in this world. How many's got something to be thankful for tonight? Let's stand. Praise God. He knew you before the foundation of the world. 
So he slipped the wedding band on you there. Put your name on a book. What a thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Praise our God. Hammond has got so much to be thankful for. Oh, he's been so good to us. I look here tonight, and it ain't been too many years ago. Some standing right here were backslid out of fellowship with God. But here they stand tonight, renewed, refreshed, standing in the presence of God with no shamefacedness about them, but able to say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's wives standing here tonight that can be able to run down these aisles and say, Glory to God. It ain't been just a few years ago my husband was lost and my husband was out of fellowship. But here he stands tonight redeemed. Hallelujah. Maybe you've got a son or a daughter. Oh, but Brother Donnie, what about those that are passed on? Friends, when we look at it the right way, we can rejoice. Another one has made it home. Oh my, yes, it hurts, absolutely it hurts and we will shed tears and we will never get over it. Of course we won't, but yet another one has crossed that great divide. Me and Carol was laying in the bed the other night, laying there holding hands and just talking about it. I said, Carol, if she could speak to us from that dimension, imagine what she'd say. Daddy, you've preached about it. You've sung about it. You've talked about it. But you don't know how great it is. We've sung about it, brothers. We've played music about it. Should be saying, Mama, don't cry. Oh, Mama, help take care of my babies. Mama, keep pressing. Hallelujah. 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 I can almost see the lights of that city. I see them gathering all around the great white throne. Through faith in my and his wonder oh I can almost see the lights of my home John tells of a city that he saw can we just sing it together now coming down where no sorrow or tears will be known take it up just a bit that someday we can go there through his marvelous Forever to live in that heaven. Leave home, everybody now. 
you, Lord God. All around the great white throne. Through faith in my Savior and His wonder. Why don't you love Him? You think you got something to praise Him for tonight? This is your home I'm talking about tonight. See the lights Let's sing the last verse here together. Sometimes I get so burdened And my cross seems hard to bear And though Satan tries to dim my view Oh my But what do we do? We just look unto Jesus. Glory! He is standing close by. And once again, His great light shines through. Glory! Praise God! That's the best Thanksgiving message I've ever heard. (laughs) Amen. Tomorrow when you gather with your family or whatever you've got planned, won't you just take a minute, slip off by yourself somewhere, lift your hands up to the God who created you, and thank him for his goodness. You know, I, I found, uh, I know I've told it many times, but when we went through the, the time of the accident, and I remember when they told us that Jessica wasn't going to live. And I remember going to that window and giving her to the Lord because there was nothing I could do to help her. But I learned that when you can totally give it over to the Lord, then you can thank Him. You can thank Him because He's a God that you can give your troubles to. And I remember the day he spoke, it wasn't audible like Brother Donnie said, but I remember the day he spoke to my heart and told me 
that your daughter shall live. But she had all these tubes. All these tubes in her body. And I remember there's a rocking chair beside her bed. She's only two years old. And I take her up in my arms. You try to get all the tubes adjusted. And I'd hold her up close to me. And I'd sing in moments like this. I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to Jesus. And I remember when we came home from the hospital. And all the people had left. And we closed the door. And after 67 days, we was home. And I set her on the couch, no tubes. And I held her in my arms. And I said, in moments like this, I sing out a song. Because whether we're in the darkest trial of our life or whether we've experienced the greatest victory, he's still worthy of praise. He's still worthy of praise. Because there is no God like our God. There is no God like our God. I've seen cancers disappear. I've seen prodigals come home. Haven't you seen God do these things, friends? We've seen him do these things. We've seen cataracts fall off people's eyes. We've seen back trouble healed instantly. There is nothing that our God cannot do. Let's just sing, brother, magnify the Lord. I tell you something else, I got out of that service tonight. Brother Donnie said you didn't have to be able to sing to sing. <laughs> so I'm going to sing. <laughs> no, Brother Harry's going to sing. I'm just going to help you. Let's just brother. worship the Lord before we go. Have you enjoyed the word of God tonight? I sought the Lord. And he answered me and delivered me from every fear. Those who look on him are radiant. They'll never be ashamed. They'll never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard me and saved me from my enemies. The Son of God surrounds his saints, he will deliver me, he will deliver. Oh 
saints may you enjoy thanksgiving this this coming day tomorrow and your family and friends and wherever you would gather may god richly bless you be our prayer and thank you for praying for brother brian you know he fell and broke his hip he's still in the hospital and trying to get a place to put him for rehab and then he got covid and he's been battling that and we just certainly appreciate your prayers for him as he he's doing a lot better and so we're grateful for that and sister retha also just remember her and different ones. Uh, my sister Judy, uh, 
I think she went down to Atlanta here uh, a few days ago, and they they gave her a, a real a real good report. Uh, they they thought that they would be able to help her more than the folks up this way. So we're just grateful for that, and we have so much to thank you for. Amen. Amen. I, I know it's getting late, but I remember uh, being over in Romania, and that young girl, Christina, uh, came up with with no help. She was on the crutch, and she came up for for prayer. Wanted to give her heart to the Lord, and uh, I told her she. I said, "Sis, you don't you don't have to. You can stand right there." But she wanted to get down on her her knees and repent, and she worked that leg and got down and and repented. And the next day, we took her out into an icy river with that crutch, and she got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And came back to service that night and came up and she said, I want the Lord to heal me. And uh, she said, I, I want to be a wife and who would, who would want to marry me like this? And so I told her, I said, you know, sis, what I'd do if I was you, I'd quit asking God for my healing and I'd start thanking him for it. And I said, you write it on your mirror. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Everywhere you go, you testify of it. And I said, and when the Lord heals you, you let me know. And several years went by got an email from her and she was telling me she said I was standing in the church service I did what she told me to do brother Darrell I, was, I stood up to thank the Lord for healing me he said even my parents told me said you need to stop you know you're no better you're you're kind of embarrassing the family she said but I didn't listen to my mom and daddy I kept on testifying brother Darrell she said I stood up in church and said I want to thank the Lord for healing me and she said when I said that my hip popped and she said I walked out of the church brother Darrell amen praise the Lord Praise the Lord. So whatever you have need of tonight, won't you just start thanking him for it? Amen. I want to take some of that medicine myself. I want to write it on my mirror. Thank you, Lord, for healing this old back trouble. Amen. He's an awesome God tonight. Let's bow our heads. Thank you so much, Brother Donnie, for the word of God. Amen. Continue to remember. Brother Donnie and Sister Carol and Sister Lish and the, the Parkers and the different ones, it, it, it's, it's rough. But we serve a God who can get us through these times. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm so glad that we live in this hour, Lord, that you have shown your light upon your word to us made it real that Lord as brother Donnie said in the service that we we grieve not as people who have no hope for Lord we know because you have told us Lord that death is only a carriage to take us into your presence Christians don't die they just change dwelling places so Lord I pray tonight as we come to the end of this service First of all, I want to thank you, dear God, for a pastor like Brother Donnie, Lord. And God, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I thank you, Lord, for a man of God who will stand here and show us the ways of life. And Father, I pray that you'd renew his strength, Lord, and comfort the hearts of the family, Lord. I, I just pray, Lord, that you'd be with them in these coming holidays that's coming up, Lord. I know the first first are always hard. May you be with them, Lord, we pray. Father, others here, Lord, who's lost loved ones in this time of the year, it always brings it back. May you comfort them, Lord, I pray. Father, those among us who are sick, Lord, 
Brother Dan having surgery today on his heart. God, may you give him a speedy recovery, Lord, and different ones who is battling COVID and different things. God, may you just be with them, Lord, in this season of Thanksgiving. We thank you for being our healer, our deliverer, the sustainer of our lives, Lord. And we commit every one of these needs into your hands, Lord. Knowing that no matter how great the need is, it's not greater than you. Lord, we ask that you go with your children now. Go give them traveling graces and make their way home. And thank you for the word of God, Lord. And thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you, dear God, for being our friend. Thank you, Lord, for the words of love. Thank you for sending us Elijah, Lord. Thank you for the message of the hour. Thank you for man of God who preaches it. Thank you for a bride who believes it, Lord. Thank you, dear God, for all that you've done for us and for all that you've given us. For with you, we can do all things. Without you, Lord, we can do nothing. We commit these things into your hands now for your glory. Thank you once again, Lord, for all the healings and the miracles and the deliverance. Thank you, dear God, for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. God bless you, saints. Do you love him tonight? Amen. amen. Let's just sing this as we go. I just want to thank you, Lord, for every time you heard my prayer. I just want to thank you for always being there. When I was so down and out, you came along, made me want to shout. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for every time you heard my prayer. I just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord, for always being there. In the darkest times of my life, you were there, Lord. When I was so down and down, you came along, made me want to shout. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If I had a thousand lives to live, I'd live them all. For my Lord, He's been so good to me. That is the least. He's made the good times number the bad. He's been the best friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just want to thank you, my Lord, for every time. 
Pray. 